With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The return of the cruise tourism is obviously a critically important part of our economic recovery. And it is particularly so for hundreds of Caymanians, Caymanian businesses and thousands of Caymanians that are employed in those businesses. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton outlines changes to the COVID regulations that will facilitate the arrival of the Disney Magic cruise ship on Monday morning. We're confident, based on the preparations uh, made, that we can safely advance to this important milestone, um, that of reintroducing cruise tourism. And to do so, we have agreed to ease some of the current restrictions um, and regulations contained in Phase 5. The Premier says the changes primarily deal with health protocols around cruise ships, including the submission of a medical declaration of health prior to calling on Grand Cayman, as well as requirements for full COVID vaccination for visitors 12 and over. Booster shots are not required, but of course encouraged. Consistent with our current regulations, children under the age of 12 years will take the status of traveling adults in their group. Um, next, all crew must be vaccinated. No COVID-positive passenger crew or close contact with positive passengers will be permitted to disembark the ship on Grand Cayman, whether they are symptomatic or not. The chief medical officer uh, has met with cruise line uh, health practitioners. I've had the opportunity to review their health protocols um, that operate, well, of the cruise lines that operate under the uh, Florida Fairway Cruise Association. And she is satisfied with arrangements. One additional note, the Premier also announced that people who are fully vaccinated will no longer need to take PCR or certified LFT tests to travel to the sister islands, as long as it's been 14 days since they were fully vaccinated. The Premier also adds that boaters no longer need permission from CBC to go to the 12-mile bank. New regulations go into effect on Monday. We've seen a decline, and I'm so happy to see that, in new positive COVID-19 cases uh, for the sixth consecutive week. Health and Wellness Minister, the Honorable Sabrina Turner, says it's not all good news, though. 23 persons have lost their lives to the coronavirus here in the Cayman Islands, and unfortunately, the majority of those whom were all unvaccinated. To date, the Cayman Islands has also had 237 persons hospitalized due to COVID-related causes. While this is markedly lower than many other places in our region, a number of these cases could have honestly been prevented if the patient had taken advantage of the protection offered by vaccination. Minister Turner says as we see more people coming to Cayman, it is important to continue to follow public safety guidelines, which are reviewed on an ongoing basis. She also advocates for anyone eligible to get the COVID vaccine to do so. Cayman currently has 464 known COVID cases with four people in the hospital for COVID-related causes. Three of those are unvaccinated. The COVID-19 figures for the 18th of March, 36 positives on the 16th, 16 on the 17th, with a seven-day rolling average for March 18th at 29. The Sister Islands also noted two new cases since the last report, bringing the total number of cases since the beginning of the pandemic to 642. 
To Police News Now, where at least nine people are under arrest on a range of offenses, drugs, lottery tickets, and firearms. The investigation and operation in Georgetown, well, it was still underway as of our news deadline, but we have learned one loaded firearm was recovered. We will bring you more information as we receive it. Tonight, detectives along with uniform officers will be attending the Strand Complex on West Bay Road. They're searching for witnesses to the shooting that took place last Saturday morning, March 12th, just after 3 a.m. Police say there were a number of people were there at the time, but very few people have actually come forward to provide them with information. A 31-year-old man was seriously injured. Detectives are encouraging anyone who has information to call their major incident room at 649-2930. Anonymous tips, including multimedia files, can be provided directly to police on their confidential tip line at 949-7777 or on their website at rcips.ky. Police say they also are planning to continue proactive patrols at nightclubs and other hotspots to discourage illegal activity and antisocial behavior. They're reminding the public that you should conduct yourself in a manner that is within the law and safe. Finance Committee will be held more frequently going forward. The government is committed and the Premier has made it perfectly clear that even for Section 11.5, we want a strict of exceptional circumstances. So you will find a lot more finance committees happening now. Deputy Premier the Honorable Chris Saunders suggests meetings could happen as frequently as every six weeks. He says it is important to discuss government finances in an open forum especially why we're doing it in this forum, is to also send a message to the public that we are coming back down here to actually get these funds and the news and everyone will pick it up and they will actually see the support, not just from the government, but also the opposition to make sure the Caymanian families and Caymanian businesses are taken care of. In the past, Cayman's Auditor General has raised concerns over the frequent use of the budget provision set aside for emergency or exceptional circumstances spending under Section 11.5 of the Public Management and Finance Act. Through a Section 11.5, Cabinet can make changes to what has been approved in the two-year budget cycle by Finance Committee. The training officer and deputy head of the RCIPS Air Operations Unit has been promoted to inspector. Neil Muhammad started with the RCIPS as a special constable in 1996, becoming a full police constable two years later. Inspector Muhammad takes on the role of the head of air operations later this year, when Steve Fitzgerald is set to retire following more than a decade of service to the islands. I am committed to the maintenance and further development of the Air Operations Unit's high professional standards set by Steve as the current head of air operations. Inspector Mohammed tells Radio Cayman he knows there are challenges ahead, but thanks to his training and an extensive mentorship program with Mr. Fitzgerald, he's ready to take on the role. I also look forward to bringing to fruition the development and placement of our own first Caymanian police helicopter pilot, Darren McLean. A longtime employee of the Department of Environmental Health is parking his truck after decades on the job. CIGTV's Donna Bush has more. This week, the Department of Environmental Health recognized Mr. Vincent Leachman, an employee who has worked with the department since the age of 20 for almost half a century. It's some sort of mixed feelings, but um, I'm very happy to know that um, I come to the time when I uh, will be going and um, my my retirement uh, but <laughs> but other than that I'm very happy to know that I'm going on retirement started in DHR I was a collector and um, after being a collector for five years 
then I started to drive. Mr. Leachman has not only witnessed the evolution of the waste management system in the Cayman Islands, he's also written on its pages with his con contribution and years of committed service. We used to burn the garbage and we started at the cricket square and um, then we left and come up where we are now. But of course, it was a glorious time and to know that I reached this I'm so happy. Mr. Leachman has worked at the DEH for the last 48 years of his life and is now retiring from his job as a truck driver for the department. Known for his friendly personality, he received a plaque. We say congratulations to Mr. Leachman. CID TV's Donna Bush. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.